Good day, ladies and gentlemen. It's your host, Great Sylvia. You're welcome to our new weekly episode of Youth Digest. This is a continuation of um, the episode last week, which we had a technical issue. Yeah, I recorded and I found out while I was editing that my voice wasn't recorded. Not like all of them, like part of my voice. And I talked for close to, if not more than 30 minutes. And when I found out after not in the edits, I was really, really heartbroken and disappointed because I didn't expect it to be like in that way. But that's not the issue right now. Have you ever wondered why people behave or act differently to others? Like, why is this person different? Why am I different from this person? Why do I think differently to this person? Like, have you ever thought of that kind of thing? Have you ever thought of that? It all comes to the essence of temperament. Like, temperament has a very big way. It's, a, it's broad. It's At first, if you, know, you know, if you know a lot about being an introvert, being an extrovert, you have, like, a little idea about it. But, and, or having, like, having those temperaments, like, being, having those temperaments, having understanding about those temperaments, goes a very very long way so in this episode i'll be talking more on the other three because i believe i talked a bit about choleric before my voice went over in the previous episode <laughs> so uh i'm going to be talking about the other three today so just sit back and relax as i bring to you the main section of this episode don't worry you're going to enjoy it i promise you if you don't know your temperament if you don't know which which is yours no matter how more no matter how many if for example some of you might have traits of all temperaments but out of those four there are two that are dominant so just listen take a note and just listen and take a note of whatever you're going to listen today and i believe you're going to have a very wonderful time listening to this episode thank you very much Alright, so talking about the fourth temperament, the fourth temperament theory is a proto-psychological theory in the sense that it suggests four temperaments that are in essence, that behavior of man, characters of man, the way people react and all, they are all comprised of what the four essence, that's the sanguine, the choleric, the phlegmatic, and the melancholy. If you had listened to me last week, you know I talked about the choleric, I gave you some had some insight and I think I stopped in the weakness of a choleric. What are their weaknesses? I said the choleric, they are cool and unemotional. They are self-sufficient. Even though they are dying, even though they are they are helpless, they don't have anything that could save them at that moment. They prefer to do it on their own. They don't really like being offered help. They feel it as being inferior. Like if someone is a choleric and you find that this guy or this lady is in need of help and you be like, we offer to help her or help him. You'll be like, no, I can't take care of myself. They won't feel annoyed by that gesture. They are just being nice. That's how they are. They are dominant and they are unforgiving. Like I said before, like if you have a boss that is unforgiving as a choleric, if you come late, you can't come in late. You're like, this is a job without you knowing because he can just flip up and whatever I see. And whatever I see that moment is final. 
when he's angry and they don't apologize they don't come out like i'm sorry they don't do that they feel it's weak to say the word you are sorry they feel it's very weak actually and they're angry cruel and very very sarcastic i once had this um teacher in high school more of like my, my mathematics teacher arithmetic teacher well this guy is <laughs> rather this man actually he was a very very sarcastic he had a temper he was just so so the actually i would even know when he's serious or not you can ask him a question i'll just give you like okay this is how i do it and that's the wrong way and being the fact that he has this temper most of the, of the time i'm always scared of asking him questions in class for example you ask him a question and he, he answers you and you're not really able to express yourself very well it gets real bad that's also part of um the choleric part also this model that is the fourth of our model it takes into consideration whether a person is an introvert or whether they're more emotional or uh, rational you can determine how someone actually behaves and reacts in all right let's take a look at the other parts that's the sanguine the sanguine they are spontaneous they are optimistic energetic and they are extrovert they seek new experience they are always adventurous they like trying new things in a circle of friends that the most they are easily influenced by people they have this uh I don't know how to explain it, but they're easily influenced. They like trying new things. For example, they see something in this phone. They just like trying new things. That's exactly how they are. They, they have the ability to lighten up the whole room. They love attention. They are attention seekers. And they have a way of making you laugh, making you happy. For example, you just come to class or you, you just go to like the public place. You just sit down and... This guy just walks up to you, or this lady just walks up to you, and you find that you're already smiling, you're already happy. That is part of the charisma, um, charismatic ability of a sanguine. They have this ability to carry people along, and they are very emotional people. For example, they really love to be appreciated by people they love. They, ha- they don't really have a, they don't really have high self-esteem. Do they? They have this ego of they can do it all, but deep down they have this low self-esteem that if the person they value doesn't value them they just feel down and most of them are prone to committing suicide they'll be like wow he committed suicide how most celebrities that commit suicide like most celebrities that commit suicide like you find that like, this guy killed himself this lady killed himself is all part of being sanguine maybe whatever person they valued the most didn't see anything special in them and they became so depressed the way they are happy they can be happy the same way they can be very very depressed that's all and also, we have the phlegmatic. Oh, I haven't talked about the, the weakness of a sanguine. I gave you part of it. They get depressed easily. They have mood swings. They have poor planning skills. They are very impulsive. They do things on impulse. They don't think before they act. They act before they think. When they do something, they start thinking about the consequences later on. For example, I can think this guy in the Bible, Judas Iscariot, I feel he's a sanguine actually because, you know, he did what he was told to do. He didn't think it through. If he thought it was all going to go well, but he didn't think it through. So I think about that. I see him as a sanguine also. We also see Apostle Peter too. He's a sanguine. You know, the time when Jesus was like, but like, you're going to die with him. You're going to do all that. You're going to do all that. That was, he didn't think about it. He didn't think about his life. He didn't think that he's going to actually escape. After he told Jesus all that, all the stuff that's going to die, he's not, just to know you're going to deny me. He even denied it that he's not going to deny Christ. But guess what happened? Before, at the exact time Jesus said Christ said that, 
Mr. Peter denied Christ. So, sanguis, they tend to act more than they think. Then you have the phlegmatic. These guys are the most obedient of all temperaments. They are very calm. They are very slow to anger. Before you see a phlegmatic flaring up means you have overdone, you have passed your full. Phlegmatic, they are people of peace. They love quiet. They love serenity. And they are very good listeners. They are very good in the sense that they don't like talking themselves. They don't like opening up to others, but they are very accessible to open up to. They make very good counselors. They are, uh, they are able to understand your your plight. Just by looking at you, they can understand this is what they are going through. And they have the exact thing to say to you to make you calm. And now, remember I said the sanguine has the ability to make you cheer up and all that. They can console, they feel they have empathy. Or if phlegmatic, they have empathy too also, but they tend to be more rational than emotional. They look at things rationally. So they sit and to bring out how you feel first, but they don't allow you to cloud their judgment when dealing with people. Phlegmatic have trust issues. They hardly trust people and they are stingy. They are stingy. If you want to get a phlegmatic to work for you, don't appeal to them. Appeal to their common interests. Upon all those bad factors I said about them being stingy, they are very efficient. They work very well under pressure. If you are, if you are a sanguine, a leader, I would advise you to get an assistant as a phlegmatic, or if you're a sanguine, you're a man, get a woman that's a phlegmatic so that the phlegmatic can counter your impulsiveness, your poor planning skills, and all of that. That's a very, very good combination, a sanguine and a phlegmatic. Like I said, they really open up, and most times they're taken advantage of in relationships, in their career, workplace, because they don't really know how this. Uh, they don't really like opening up, especially if it's going to cause conflict. They love to avoid confrontation at all times. Anything that will make them come to the spotlight, they really tend to avoid it because they don't just like it. They prefer being behind the scenes. Like if you look at it, they mostly choose jobs that don't um, allow them to interact with people. Most programmers, most computer gurus, most geeks and all those other um, parts, they are mostly phlegmatics. You don't see them in humanities departments. You don't see them in medical wars department. They can be pharmacists also. <laughs> but now I think pharmacy also has a new um, a branch called clinical pharmacy where you have to interact with the patient. But I doubt any of them is going to work in that branch. Then we have the rich one. <laughs> yeah, I belong to this part. The melancholy. They are calm and poised. On default, they are very calm and poised. They don't, you don't see them gyrating, jumping, shouting. They have this cool demeanor, this vibe. You get this cool, calm vibe from them. They, they are just quiet on default, but when they are with their friends, they come different. The same as the phlegmatic. The phlegmatic, can be actually, the phlegmatic has a very good sense of humor. They are very funny people. There's this girl that I had in my department. Um, yeah, I said it's in the department actually, but yeah. She's a very quiet person. Like when I knew her at first, she was very, very quiet. She doesn't talk to people. She doesn't like people per se. And that's just how she was. Then uh, along the line, me and her started talking, started getting close. And I found out she was actually very funny. Like <laughs> anytime we're talking online, most of the time talk online. She doesn't like talking in public, talking face, very talking online or chatting rather. And she was, she's very, very fun. Like this very is very very high sense of humor like i like wow so yeah, yeah i thought you're a very boring person that's one thing most persons me about people that are very quiet are boring come on give them a chance talk to them and you find out that they're very very 
hope for them all. Yeah, so back to uh, melancholy. They are very calm and poised. They value respect, honesty, and loyalty. That's the three word trait for a melancholy person. Melancholics, they are very respectful. Even if they are older than you, even if you don't have anything, even though they have more than you, their network is more than yours, they, have, they value respect and they respect you in this so that they themselves can be respected. That's one of their virtues. They are very honest. They rather not tell you anything than lie to you. And if you lie to them and they find out, they might never ever find it easy to forgive you or forget what you did. They also have trust issues like phlegmatic, but compared to phlegmatic, they can actually open up selectively and they hardly forgive also. And they are very loyal. If you're a girl looking for a boyfriend, I'm not advertising myself, because <laughs> But if you're a girl you're looking for a boyfriend, like, Go for either a melancholy or a choleric. Why did I say choleric? Choleric, they know what they want and they go for it. Yeah, a choleric knows what they want and they go for it. And also, a melancholy, they have a very small inner circle and they tend to put a lot of energy and effort into their relationships because they don't make friends easily. They hardly make new friends. And so the little ones they have, they cherish them and yeah, they are loyal to them, they respect them, and they are honest with them. But when they are hurt in a relationship that they value so much, they build a wall of protection. That's they just cut everyone off. They just want to be alone. They just want to have their alone time. And uh, yeah, studies have shown that melancholy ladies they are very hard to win over. Especially if you win them over and you just do a mistake once, they'll forgive you, but they might hardly trust you ever again because you betrayed their trust. And also, they are very, very, very strong, rigid idealists. They are idealists and they are perfectionists. That's whatever they do, they, they love it to be in high quality. And uh, they expect high standard from people they are around. And they, they also have patience themselves. And they feel that when they, are taking, when they are taking out an activity or doing something, they feel that they should finish the activity before the rest. Like, they just have this high standard, and it's, at times it's very, very high that they often struggle to keep up with it, and they expect others around them to do the same, which causes disappointment in relationships. Most also, Melancholy also don't enjoy relationships also because of these traits in them. They expect their partner, their ideal partner to be this, to be that, to be them, and they themselves are struggling to be like that. And they can't be like that because they haven't, the because the person is, they expect everyone around them to be perfect. The way they be. If you ask them now, for example, you are talking to a melancholy and you want to get their attention, like you want them to really open up to you, ask them this question What's your dream of this? What's your ideal version of this? And this has to do with dream and ideal or fantasy. They will open up to you and they'll start talking and you'll be like, Wow, that's just how they are. And as I would say it, so I'm going to talk about the, uh, the weaknesses of the melancholy and the phlegmatic. I think I've talked about the sanguine already. I'll just talk about the weaknesses of the sanguine, choleric, and the sanguine, the melancholy, and the phlegmatic. I spoke about the choleric strengths and weakness last week, so if you don't know about them, you can go back and listen to it. Sorry, I just paused. I'm watching PSG Monaco's match, and it seems like they just scored PSG. Oh my god. This is making me to be more depressed. 
Last week we left the Champions League and now they just got PSG. Oh my god. What am I seeing? Oh my god. Oh my god. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just derailed just now. So back to what I was saying. The weakness of choleric, melancholy, and aphlegmatic. Cold and unemotional. Oh, I've talked about this one. What am I saying? So the weakness of the sanguine, melancholy, and phlegmatic. The sanguine, they are undisciplined, they are emotionally unstable, they are unproductive, they are ugly-centric, and they exaggerate a lot. And they also have poor planning skills. Come on, if you have a sanguine as your leader, either give me phlegmatic assistance or a choleric assistant because surely, you are not going to go anywhere there. Alright, so now, what are the weaknesses of a phlegmatic and a melancholy? A, ph- a phlegmatic, they are unmotivated unless they have someone. Like I said, the best complementary, um, the best complementary, uh, what I see, the best complementary <laughs> um, temperament for a phlegmatic is a choleric. I feel a choleric can work with both melancholy and phlegmatic. But when melancholy, they are not um, motivated. If phlegmatic is motivated, so a melancholy can actually work with a sanguine. I think that even explains it because, come to think, come to think of it about myself. Like, I've been in like three relationships or so, and most of those ladies, they had this sanguine part in them, and I think that would attract them to them. Yeah, melancholy is attracted to a sanguine. A choleric is attracted to a phlegmatic. Phlegmatics, they are unmotivated. A choleric is motivated. A choleric, they are dominating. A phlegmatic, they are submissive. If you motivate them, they can follow you as long as they have their peace of mind and they are gaining what they want. They can, they are very good followers. A sanguine and a melancholy, and a sanguine can get... Where a sanguine is down, a melancholy can be able to bring the sanguine up. You get melancholy, they are moody, sanguine. They have this kind of joyful, this mad, happy vibe. Yeah, that can take away the cloud of melancholy from the person. Yeah, I think that's it. That's, that explains it. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so back to that same. The weakness of a melancholy, they are moody, they are self-centered, they are persecution prone, they are revengeful, they are touchy, they are theoretical. Everything goes on in their head. They are not open up. They think about it in their head. A melancholy can think about a situation that occurs throughout the whole day and come to a conclusion. They might tell you later on, but whatever you see can't change their mind because they really made up their mind what they're going to do. Also, they are unsociable, they are critical and very, very negative. Like, they don't have, they are very pessimistic in life. They think about things in a whole different perspective. If you hear the way in in, in happening, you can get scared. They think very, very, they think, they will think a lot and they are, they have this pessimistic approach, especially to things that deal with people to protect themselves, especially if they've been betrayed or been hurt before. They have this kind of wall and think negative of people. They don't expect so that if anything happens, they don't get surprised like, oh, nah, that's what they are. And also, in weakness of a phlegmatic, they are procrastinators. They are pro-procrastinators. And the funny thing is that even though they procrastinate, on the day of the deadline, they still that's able to pull up a very, very good work. Like, wow, how do you do that? They are selfish, they are stingy. Want to get the act, you want to get the service of a phlegmatic. Don't appeal to their emotions, appeal to their what to their self-interest. 
In cases where you see the melancholy that is empathic and all touchy, emotional, the phlegmatic is like that, they think about their, you might think they are quite undone, but no. They also think too, but they think about their self a lot. They are very, very selfish. They are self-protective. If they find out, no matter how close you are to them, you find out, they find out that you are toxic to them. No matter how close you are to you, no matter how special you are to you, they can cut you off in an instant. That's how they are. Also, they are indecisive. They are fearful and they worry a lot. Melancholy doesn't worry. Melancholy just gets moody about it, but a phlegmatic can worry a lot and they are fearful. They don't prefer being in the uh, spotlight. They prefer being behind the scenes. You, also can, see the, you can see it in their choice of profession also. The, um, the jobs they, they do, they don't really do well in um, humanities um, department. But I feel they do well as counselors because they have this, um, this ability to read emotions. Like They are very good analysts. He really do analytic work very more than a melancholy. Melancholy is more of a talented, calm, uh, calm person, collected person, a judgy person. But a phlegmatic the analyst, unlike a melancholy that is more of a judgy, they just they just give decree. <laughs> they just judge people based on their observation. But a phlegmatic they really analyze the person to the depth of it. Well, that's all on. Uh, today's episode i just i believe i've spoken to you about the four temperaments and i believe if listening you must have known that this is how i am I'm like oh yeah this guy's talking about me or oh, how come i'm two of them i'm three of them i'm four of them yeah it's possible to even have all uh it's but they are two dominant traits you should know think on default most of the time how do i feel how do i act how do i reason how do i think at most there could be two of them i'd be like okay yes that's exactly how I am. So, well, I hope you have listened to it. I know you already know your temperament. And I have a book for you, which I'm going to, like, tell you to, like, get also. I read this book, too. I talked about it in the previous episode by Tim Lahaye. Why you act the way you do. It's a very, very big um, self-emergent book. I read this book in high school, and since then, my life has not been the same. When it comes to analyzing people, that's helped me a lot. And I believe it should help you, too, if you don't really know much about it. I'm thinking of introducing something monthly that has the Know Thyself series, which will be talking mostly about personalities, about a person, about perspective of people, yourself and others. I have a um, material coming up, which I'll be bringing it monthly, probably the second Tuesday of every month, I'll be talking about it. That's the Know Thyself series. I, I hope you actually had a wonderful time listening to this episode because, yeah, I sound stressful and hot. Yeah, come on. PSG is collecting oneself from Monaco. And this is Sunday. I'm not even really recording on this Sunday, and the match is on right as I'm talking to you right now. And it's just so, so heartbreaking. Well, what to do? In everything, you've got to move on and forget about the uh, frivolities. But I feel something's going to work out well for them, sure. Let's just hope. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode on You Digest. I remain your host, Great Ovi. Have a wonderful week. I love you all.